finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word JERRY for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word JERRY. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now. And you can support this show and you can strike back against canceled culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the canceled culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against canceled culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Right, it is March 16th. You know what that is, Craig? Do you know what day this is? You know what the big occasion this is, do you? Yeah. Stone You're not in your head. It's Stone Cold Steve it? Austin Day. It's what? Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. I don't, I don't even know who that is. Steve Austin was the $6 million man. That's who Steve Austin was. I, I don't know who's, uh, who you're talking about, and I don't know why he has a day. What is it, his birthday? Yeah, he, he was a wrestler back in the 90s. And, right, uh, I assume he's dead, right? He was steroids, so he probably killed himself, right? Is that very very alive, actually. But uh, I don't believe it. 316. I mean, what kind of wrestler was he if, he's not, if he hasn't killed himself by now? The greatest or, or of all Overdosed time. on drugs or just died from uh, excessive <laughs> steroid use. But uh, that is incorrect. Today is the two-year anniversary, I believe, of two weeks to slow the spread. Oh, man. Feels like just yesterday we were being told all we have, all we need to do is stay inside, wash your hands, social distance. We hadn't got to masks yet. Fauci was lying at this point, and so was the uh, Surgeon General saying, uh, "Don't use masks; they don't help because they didn't want people to buy up all the masks. They wanted to have them there for medical people, medical professionals." So they lied. Uh, Jerome Adams, the uh, Surgeon General, just looked into the camera and says, oh, no, we don't want you using masks. And then when they got a hold of enough masks, produced enough masks, they said, oh, yes, you must mask up to save your fellow man and, and be patriotic, as Joe Biden would say. It's patriotic to wear a mask. The nonsense began two years ago today, and it is hard to believe what we lived through. It's hard to believe the power that we ceded to our government on on a federal level, local level. It, I mean, it, it is amazing that more of these people, these politicians aren't in, in chains and in, in leg irons, like, like our governor in Massachusetts who literally put half the, uh, like 40% of the small businesses in the city, in the state out of business, 40% of the restaurants just destroyed neighborhoods, putting restaurants, gyms, Bars just out of business for no scientific reason. It was insane, as we know now. Uh, Florida was right. Ron DeSantis was right. Charlie Baker was wrong. We know Andrew. At this time, two years ago, Andrew Cuomo and Fauci were both heroes. Now we know they're 
both scoundrels. They both belong in jail. But uh, I think we've learned a lot, and hopefully we never, ever let that happen again. I'm, I'm afraid, to me, I said it all along. I said it from, this, from two years ago, uh, like about now, I was saying the most disappointing thing is just how many people blindly, uh, ignorantly complied that just said, whatever you say, daddy government, you know, I, I, I've said this for two years. If, if, if the government, if the, if the surgeon general, if Fauci and Burks, if they said tomorrow morning, we need every good American to wear their underwear on their head, get up in the morning, just put your underwear, don't wear, put your underwear on your head. I would say 75% of the American public would get up and go about their day with their underwear on their head. I never thought America would just be so, so uh, docile, so obedient, but uh, it, that's the way it worked. People to this day are still wearing masks to show exactly how obedient they are. It just seems very un-American. Uh, it seems like something you'd do in a, in a totalitarian state. And let's be honest, that's what we became when you could shut down, shut down churches. So you can't go to church. We're going to look back on these two years in shame someday. I don't know when it hasn't gotten to that point yet. Obviously one of the, the real negative uh, side effects of uh, COVID was the Biden presidency never would have happened without all the COVID protocols, which obviously, uh, you know, Democrats use the crisis. We got uh, mail-in voting and every other drop boxes and everything else. And we got Joe Biden and now we are paying the price. It is scary. We're uh, watching. I got in the background. I got Zelensky's speech and someday, some way we got to get him another t-shirt. I'm sorry. He wears the same shirt. He's been wearing the same shirt for a month. Hopefully, you know, maybe he has two or three. And maybe there's some significance to the olive green T-shirt. Little too tight, but guys in, in good shape. So why not? Why not show it off? But he is making a speech to Congress right now. And as I tweeted, I predict by noon, some of the dumber and more emotional members of Congress are going to fall all over themselves supporting whatever he's asking for. There, there's going to be a bunch of Congress people, senators, congressmen, calling for a no-fly zone or in other words, calling for war with Russia by the end of uh, this speech. Again, some of the dumber, more gullible Congress people will really you know, ramp it up. I expect Ed Markey to call for a nuclear strike on the Kremlin by noon. That's my prediction because what's going to happen, that's what, how it works for liberals anyway, but he's going to get all emotional and say, we got to do something. They're killing civilians. We got to do something. And the something is war with Russia and it is going to be disturbing. It is going to be alarming. The number of people, if this keeps up you know, a few more days, if we get to see another maternity hospital bombed or a few more media members killed, there's going to be some important influential people in this country calling for war with Russia. We'll get into that. We'll get into, we'll, we'll, we'll check in on his speech. It's got a female interpreter for uh for this this is this being called the most important speech by a european leader since churchill 80 years ago uh i don't know if that's uh, i don't know how true that is but it's pretty important and uh, i hope people don't get too emotional but we shall see this is a good day not because uh because we're no longer you know slowing the spread because uh covid is essentially behind us is a good day because 
some uh, some really bad people have been brought to justice, been exposed. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, just we'll check in on Jesse Smollett and his family. Jesse is Jesse has to do 75 days if he behaves himself, 75 days for uh, a heinous hate crime hoax that if it worked would have created real problems in this country. He should be doing 75 months at least, but he, if he gets out, but that's not good enough. He wants to get out now because he's just such a drama queen. He thinks he's got it tough in, uh, in, in, in jail in cook in the cook County jail. Uh, Monica Cannon Grant, if you don't know who she is, you should, because she's one of the great grifters, one of the great race hustlers. I mean, just a complete scammer and schemer. Boston's uh, a, a hero to most much of the uh, Boston establishment. I got to give Turtle Boy credit again. He's been dogging her for for years, and finally she got indicted by a federal uh by a federal prosecutor yesterday on eight on uh, 18 charges, felonies, serious crime. She's going to prison because not only is she a crook, but she's a dumb crook. We'll tell you exactly how uh, she left a paper trail and how they're going to put her away. But most important, we'll tell you about all the people, the media outlets, the teams who honored this grifter. They knew she was a scam artist, a con artist. They didn't care. They were intimidated. They were, they were, uh, playing along with the uh, with the grift and it shows you just how cowardly these uh, institutions these teams these media outlets are thank god turtle boy just kept on this and exposed her and the federal government uh, is uh, is i mean the, the indictment is amazing it's just amazing how brazen she was but we can get into that uh, also, uh, uh, Bamani Jones has got another job, of course. Bamani Jones, he's even better than Jamel Hill at getting jobs. And you're not going to believe this, but in day one, show one on uh, HBO, Bamani failed miserably. Nobody is watching Bamani. We'll tell you about that and a lot more. Today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Whether you're buying your first home, your dream home, or looking to refinance the home you love, DCU may have the mortgage program to fit your needs and, more importantly, your budget. Their mortgage experts will walk you through the application process and help remove the hurdles that can make it a difficult and confusing process. They will bring you right up to the front steps of home ownership. Learn, learn more about rates and programs or to apply today at dcu.org slash mortgage. DCU is an equal housing lender. NMLS number 466914 insured by NCUA. Membership required. I, the, uh, the Monica Cannon Grant story broke yesterday just as we were starting to record we mentioned it we talked about it briefly but then we went over the uh the indictment uh later it's uh 40 pages i believe um uh howie car has a column about it today turtle boy obviously blogged about it let me get uh there's some amazing stuff and the way it often works with these grifters if you don't know her she's a you know a civil rights a, a social justice warrior in boston Oh, she was. She moved out. Once she scammed enough money, she moved out to Randolph. But she and her husband were both indicted. And it's a 42-page indictment that tells you a lot about her. Obviously, as we've known for a couple of years because of Turtle Boy's coverage, she is a scam artist and a grifter. But she didn't even, she barely tried to hide it. She, she, here's the, here is, I guess, the, uh, the, the, the good, the upside for people uh, with people like this, 
and by the way, Jussie, we'll get to Jussie, but it helps when they're really brazen and really dumb. It, it just makes it easy. I can't imagine if she put any thought and effort into, you know, laundering her money and scamming all these people. She didn't. I mean, she paid herself a salary in 2021 of $170,000. And claim she didn't claim she had no salary. Uh, she, uh, she, this, this is the best part. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff here, but Monica was paid $75,000 by quote, a Massachusetts media business to do diversity, equity, and inclusion consulting work after the George Floyd killing. Monica pocketed all of this money, never reported the income and continued to collect unemployment. Now that's greed, that's stupidity. And that's just brazenness that you can continue to collect unemployment while you're scamming a local Massachusetts media business. Let, let me remind you, because every time uh, we've talked about Monica Cannon Grant in the, in the past, I've, I've brought this up and I just find it the most fascinating part of her whole scam. You know, how she made, her regular, you know, weekly money or, you know, how she paid the bills before she really created this charity called violence in Boston and started scheming and scamming everybody. You know how she made money to pay the bills, Craig, have you heard this? I do not know. She, she, she got guilty white liberal suburban women to send her money. I'm, I'm talking just send her money. She, it was this direct, person to person reparations that somehow she convinced these women in Wellesley or Weston to just give her money out of guilt for being rich. And she lived in Roxbury at the time and they would send her checks. And that's, (laughs) I guess, I guess I don't blame her for this reason. She was just scamming people who were ripe to be scammed when you read about it. You know, she was taking donations. People were giving her donations. So you're sitting down if you're in Boston or you're in whatever, New England, and you got some money, you blame things are going well. You're living in your house in Weston or Lexington or Andover and you're, and you're, and you're saying, you know, I'd like to give back. And you're thinking, man, you know, uh, Dana Farber, maybe Jimmy Fund Clinic, where I give to the, you know, uh, you know, diabetes, Alzheimer's. There's a lot of great charities. No, you think, you think, I think, you know what I'll do? Send it to violence in Boston. When you know this is not on the level, that's how powerful this white guilt, this, this white shaming that people like this do, that you owe her because she's black, you're white. And I guess, uh, you know, she, you're supposed to think your ancestors enslaved her ancestors, which we don't know if that's true. I know my ancestors didn't, ancestors didn't enslave anyone. Uh, didn't matter. They sent her money, just wrote checks. So bizarre. It's so insane, but that wasn't enough. The beauty of this woman's scam is her grift is that she thought she was untouchable. She thought she had protection. She was friends with all the politicians. They kissed her ass. They wanted her endorsement. Uh, Turtle boy tweeted out a picture of her hugging Michelle Wu with Rachel, the new mayor, the teen mayor, with Rachel Rollins, the DA, now U.S. attorney, who uh, upon uh, her uh, election or uh, appointment listed all the crimes she was no longer going to enforce, including resisting arrest and shoplifting, just another soft on crime, crazy radical DA. 
She's a friend of hers too. And by the way, she ripped her off. <laughs> it's it's in the indictment. She took uh, money for one of those unclaimed un- money list things and she gets some money. And I don't know if this is going to piss off Rachel Rollins, who had had her back, but that's the kind of person Monica Cannon-Grant was. She was ripping off the now U.S. attorney. She was ripping off media businesses that protected her. Let's uh, go over the list quickly, because I feel like I've said this like six times. This is my favorite part of the indictment. There's just so many wonderful parts. As uh, Howie Carr asks, I guess we asked this yesterday, is... She's still going to be Boston Globe's Bostonian of the year. Mm. Now, keep this in mind. Much of this stuff was out front. She was a scam artist and a grifter and a race hustler for for years. And again, Turtle Boy documented it. it, it I mean, you. she was vulgar. We talked about this when she uh, was uh, uh, going after a, a political candidate she didn't like who had a, a black woman, black Republican. We had a white husband. She said she was riding white penis, riding white penis for the credit score. I mean, she's just a vulgar person in general. There was nothing like redeeming about her, but they were afraid of her. It's all about intimidation. It's the oldest, not the old, it's one of the oldest scams in the book. It's what, it's how Jesse Jackson has made a fortune I, I, I recommended this book in the past called Shakedown, the story of Jesse Jackson's various scams and schemes over the years. He just would intimidate big corporations like, you know, Coca-Cola and, and the like. Give me money, real money, millions, or I will call you racist. It's that simple. I mean, I'm sure he dressed it up a little differently, but it was basically an extortion scheme. You give me money uh, under the auspices of charity and civil rights work and social justice work, or I will call you racist. Um, Monica Cannon Grant, again, Boston Magazine called her, quote, the best the best social justice advocate in Boston. This is a vulgar, greedy old, uh, woman. And it, there's nothing social justice advocate. I mean, again, go through the list. She's stealing from everybody. How, how the much Celtics time? honored her as Man. a hero among us, the Boston Celtics. Again, these are companies, institutions, corporations that know that she's not on the level, but don't care because they don't want to face the wrath of her mob of the mob. Uh, the Boston City Council uh, honored her. The Roxbury Unity uh, Unity Community called her a leader of tomorrow. And, of course, the Globe not only honored her as Bostonian of the Year, but had her back. Again, Turtle Boy has chronicled this. They would cover some of these stories and just – they wouldn't cover. They would cover it up. They were there as her media and, – and it's no surprise. I mean, the Boston Globe – Covers for all the the race hustlers and the schemers and the as long as they're far left social justice warriors, they had her back, protected her every step of the way. I mean, again, this is John. This is Linda Pizzuti, John Henry. These are the ultimate limousine liberals. They have the biggest. I don't know if you wear this. The biggest Black Lives Matter banner in the country. It's like two hundred and sixty three feet. They Huge. brag about that. The Huge. banner is so big. They honor this Marxist uh, defund the police 
organization and they do it proudly. But uh, yeah, the black Republican was Rayla Campbell. So she was riding white penis to get us. I mean, imagine a, a, a white person saying that she's riding white penis just to improve her credit score. That's just one thing she did, but she's just such a grifter and such a schemer and such a scumbag. And everyone knew it. There was no great mystery here. How uh, much time is she potentially looking at? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, let me check. Well, you know what? Lots of time because they have her by, by the short hairs here. Yeah. This stuff is documented. Again, I say this, um, the cops in some ways have uh, an easy job because criminals like this are so dumb that the, 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 the details here are amazing. Uh, she used donation and grant money to pay for expenses such as hotels, groceries, gas, car rentals, auto repairs, Uber rides, restaurants, nail salons, and personal travel. There you go. Uh, she Plus, she was scamming, you know, pandemic relief. She was on unemployment. All this stuff is on paper. All this stuff is on the computer. There is not going to be a lot of wiggle room here for Monica. I mean, I assume she'll... Uh, if she hasn't already, she'll accuse the prosecutor, the U.S. Attorney's Office. So this is the office of Rachel Rollins, her old friend who she ripped off. So she and her husband are in big trouble. And the beauty of it is they're, they're being accused of wire fraud, making false statements on loan applications. All this stuff is in black and white. It's there. I mean, it's not going to be, you know, that that moment in court where the, the, they create this seed of doubt in the jury's minds. <laughs> they got her. She's going to have to make a deal. The Fed, the feds get have a really good high percentage in, uh, of a uh, conviction rate. Uh, so it's not like, it's not like, uh, let me find turtle boys. Uh, she, she's, she's got a lot of wiggle room and she was stealing and it wasn't small money either. Like I said, I had to read this twice that a media outlet and I'm just praying it's the globe. I mean, who else would give them, Give her seventy five thousand no to do diversity and equity consulting. Talk about a scam! Um, yeah, her first her first scam was taking donations and paying her rent, which I guess I give her credit. I guess that was before COVID, so you actually had to pay rent back then. You don't have to, thanks to Joe Biden and Ayanna Presley. You don't have to pay rent anymore. I have not heard from Ayanna. She's a good friend of Ayanna's to uh, Ayanna Presley as well. I'm sure you won't hear from her, but <laughs> the Matt quote, Massachusetts media business. Why can't the feds name this, but to do diversity, equity and inclusion consulting. God, what a scam that is. But she pocketed the money, never reported the income. Now I'm going to assume it's the globe because I mean, John Henry's got that kind of money uh, mm -hmm. or Linda Pizzuti. What other media outlet would spend would spend anything for 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 her to consult on uh, uh, equity and inclusion? I mean, most hell, you know, most media outlets are struggling. TV stations, radio stations, God knows they don't have that kind of money. I realize everybody is being uh, forced, intimidated into doing these kind of scams with the equity and inclusion people, but. That's Turtle Boy's job. I know, you know, we're not we're not talking right now, uh, uh, but uh, find out who the Massachusetts media business is. That is such 
that is such a beautiful little nugget that she's paying that they're paying her to do consulting on inclusion and equity. And she's not even doing it. First of all, if you do it, it's a scam. I mean, Ibrahim Kindi gets $20,000 a speech to rip off public school systems. Uh, he does it on the level. I assume he, you know, reports it. He's getting rich. This woman was paid 75 grand to probably she got a couple of meetings with the employees and say, you know, don't tell black people they're articulate or don't, tell you know what the, the white people there whatever and you know typical things they say in these 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 uh, sensitivity training sessions she that's all she had to do for 75 grand and she didn't even do it again the story here is she expected people she, she's so used to people covering for her for lying about her that she just expected rachel rollins would have her back you know michelle Wu, ayana presley the boston globe she just thought all these people were in a way they were in on the, in on the scam. And she must've looked at this and they said, what do you mean? I'm arrested. I, you know, I'm, I'm Monica Cannon Grant. I'm Bostonian of the year. Look what the Boston globe wrote about me. They've been lying about her protecting her for so long. She just got conditioned to think it would go on forever. She just keeps stealing. And when you take money, and you don't even like do to me, it's a scam. If she takes the money and does the diversity training, that's right. a scam. Right. Again, Ibrahim, uh, uh, Kindy, biggest scam honest in the country, but he's not going to get arrested. I don't think she just had to do the scam and she didn't do that because she thought the, uh, the media would have her back. Please turtle boy. I love that. The first thing they sent her money, um, was it the 75 grand? I believe it was. And she laundered it through a Virginia church, sent it to a Virginia <laughs> church. who in turn sent it back to her. She cashed the checks and, you know, went and got her nails done. I don't know if she thought that was a smart move, but I believe this prosecution is child's play for the feds. It's just so easily documented. So she's going to have to make a deal and go to prison. And again, she'll probably get a great deal because, She's, uh, you know, a social justice warrior because she's Bostonian of the year, showing lots of courage. But this, more than exposing her, because we already knew she was a grifter, but this exposes the people who enabled her. This exposes the Globe and the rest of the media and the Celtics and the Red Sox who allowed themselves to be cowed by this scam artist, who allowed themselves to be intimidated and to go along with the whole scheme it's it really is a wonderful thing great reading yeah. read turtle boy read how read up it's it's fun it's fun and it'll be uh fun to watch her actually you know go go away she and her husband both couple of couple of flim flam artists and uh maybe uh maybe we could like reach out to those suburban rich soccer moms who sent her money every week have what are, you know could they send it to they could send it to you i mean you could uh, I mean, what are they going to do now? They don't, they won't be paying their reparations. Maybe they'll feel guilty. They didn't pay their reparations. Uh, it's amazing. Well, they're it's probably, amazing. they're probably saying, well, we deserved this. Yeah, they did. They deserved it. Uh, but you know what? She'll, I'll be looking forward to her mercy letters. You know, the letters, mm -hmm. uh, the globe, one of the globies is named Zoe Greenberg. She is, uh, she should be charged as a co-conspirator. She covered up for her. 
for years. She, she's the one who would uh, be fighting with Turtle Boy or blocking people who accused her of uh, enabling this schemer. She tweets out just a straight tweet yesterday. Monica, Monica Cannon Grant, major activist in Boston, was indicted on charges she defrauded donors to her nonprofit and spent the money on herself. And she links to the Globe story. That must have killed the Globe to actually write a story, to run a story from one of their, you know, from their Bostonian of the year. God, it's great to see scam artists and liars and frauds get exposed. Good job, Turtle Boy, Howie, everybody. Keep it up. Everybody. Let's find out for sure that she scammed the globe. That would be so perfect. I, mean, I don't think it's going to take them very long. Like it, maybe a local news channel, but other than that, the only people with money is the globe or John Henry, like you said. So. Yeah, I mean, he, he's losing his fortune at the globe but doesn't care. It's a little play thing. He's just like Jeff Bezos and uh, Washington exactly. Post. That's what guys like this do. I mean, the globe... He wants to control all the media. He owns Nesson. He owns EEI and he owns the globe. Right. And uh, there's no criticism allowed except, you know, from a few people. And he's done his best to shut down anybody and everybody who criticizes him. And he'll continue to do that. He and his wife, that's what they do. They intimidate, but this is embarrassing. Hopefully everybody, uh, you know, reads, what do you, uh, read, reads up. Speaking of uh, John Henry and uh, Nesson and all that, what do you make of uh, Tony Maz going to the booth? I don't care. Good for Tony Maz. He's a good guy. I mean, the idea, why, why is that such a big deal? He's going to do like 20 games, right? In the, I, uh, is, yeah, I think is so. But the, like when we were talking about the criticism so and blocking out criticism, First of all, uh, nobody watches the friggin' Red Sox anymore anyway. Their ratings have plummeted. Mm. So, what, so he's going to do some games with Kevin Millar and I don't know who else. Good for them. Good for him. I hope he, I mean, if Maserati does the job right, he'll last about a week. Yeah. They're not going to stand for him right. criticizing the team. Right. You know, they'll boot his ass out of there. He's on TV, right? Is it TV? Yeah. yeah. He'll be doing I mean, TV. the radio broadcast is just the most embarrassing product. You have a 98-year-old guy who, who is, you know, sounds every day of it. It's like having Joe Biden on play-by-play mm. on the radio. It just sounds like something from a Country Time Lemonade commercial. It's something out of the past and nobody listens. The ratings are absolutely awful. It's like we're all pretending that the Red Sox are still like a big deal. It's still a baseball town. I don't sense any interest. Good luck uh, to Tony. I'm sure he'll do to do great. And if he does great, does it right, you know, well, it'll last three days and they'll, they'll get rid of him. That's why I thought it was. Badge of honor. Right. That's why I thought it was interesting because he has criticized them in the past. That's and usually they're pretty uh, against promoting yeah. that. Well, I don't, I don't think, well, maybe he'll change. Maybe he'll start kissing their ass, but you know, or maybe he'll just stick to baseball and good for him. Make some, some dough. He's a good guy. And uh, I mean, I'll, I like people on Twitter saying, is he going to give up radio? And I'm like, no. give up radio no to way. do what? Do 20 games. Yeah, what the hell no. are you talking about? It's easy. Uh, and, uh, but, but I mean, should the product, you know, is again, for the most part for, it's big in the nursing homes. It's big in among the you know people older than I am. It's it's you know what it's their target audience. They have again the worst radio play-by-play team in in history. But mm-hmm. it's a, everyone's okay with it because you know it's safe. You know no risk, no danger, no criticism. We're all in on this, and we're all going to spring training, and we're going to pretend this this big, you know, this interest, this great excitement in New England. People are more excited for the you know the Patriots draft than they are for, for anything the Red Sox are going to do. But why do you get me sidetracked? I got to get to Jussie. We got to get to Jussie. Uh, let me do ExpressVPN, do our other sponsors. Then we're going to get to Jussie because 
as I expected, as I predicted, he's having a tough time in He's having a tough time making it through his 75 day sentence and he's whining. And the beauty of it is like, just like with Monica Cannon Grant is he's such a bad criminal. He, he did yes. he, with such a bad plan that there are people out there who would love to support him and play along and pretend, you know, most of the social justice warriors, the race hustlers, that's what they do. They pretend, you know, they, they pretend that, Oh, he's a victim. of They can't even play along. They know he's a liar. <laughs> they know he's a hoaxer and he got caught. So the only people left to support him are his family who look like fools, his brothers yeah. and sisters. Yeah. When you're wearing a, a noose, like a bolo tie, when the cops show right. up, it's pretty. It's, right. you know. it's, it was such a bad, such a, the, 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 I always say the cops knew five minutes and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Five minutes in, they knew he was lying and they had to play along for some reason. You have to show some respect for these race hustlers. It's just a disgrace. But we'll get to uh, we'll get to Jesse. We'll give you an update on Zelensky and the war, the uh, imminent war war. We should be previewing the war war. It's kind of going to be a big deal. But uh, first, let me tell you about Express VPM, our wonderful sponsor. As we talk about a lot on this show, big tech companies have been ramping up their censorship up to new heights. We've been shadow banned here. We've been kicked off YouTube. A few times for medical misinformation, you know, talking about vaccines, that kind of thing. What some may not realize about big tech companies is that not only do they censor what you read, but they track what you do online. They track what you're searching for, the videos you watch, and everything you click on. They use this data to serve you ads, and they can match your activity to your true identity. Think about everything you browse, search for, watch, and tweet. They use this data and turn it into a product. The same big tech companies who are responsible for cancel culture. They're using this information to profit off it. That's why we use ExpressVPN, and you should too. ExpressVPN is a simple tool that protects you from big tech companies by hiding your identity and your online habits. ExpressVPN disguises you and prevents big tech from tracking your online activity and turning you into a product. Make sure to go to expressvpn.com slash Callahan to get an extra three months for free with an annual subscription. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Callahan. Support this show, strike back against big tech and keep identity thieves at bay. Right, let's do Elysium. All right, let me tell you about Basis by Elysium Health. It's the most trusted source for NAD supplementation. Their product Basis is clinically proven to increase levels of NAD by 40% safely and sustainably. Elysium is unlike any other healthcare company I've seen, and they're at the forefront of NAD supplementation. They have dozens of the world's best scientists working with them, and eight of them are Nobel Prize winners. NAD is found in every single cell of your body, and it's responsible for creating energy and regulating hundreds of cell functions. But the body doesn't have an endless supply of NAD. In fact, levels decline as you age. Lifestyle stressors such as lack of sleep, intense exercise, unbalanced diet, and overexposure to the sun also deplete NAD levels. Decreased NAD levels are linked to faster biological aging and can slow down vital body functions. Many basis customers report experiencing higher energy, less fatigue, and more satisfying workouts. What does it do? Well, it replenishes youthful levels of NAD up to 40%. It activates sirtuins, that are also known as longevity genes, 
to promote healthy aging. It supports energy and metabolism at the cellular level and helps maintain healthy DNA. It supports recovery from workouts. It reduces general tiredness, fatigue, and general health and wellness. Recent studies confirm the superior safety of the NRE in basis when compared to other NAD supplements, underscoring the company's rigorous commitment to research and quality. And right, here's the important part. We got a special offer for our listeners. Go to trybasis.com slash Jerry. G-E-R-R-Y and enter code Jerry at checkout to save 10% off basis prepaid plans as well as other Elysium Health supplements. That's trybasis.com slash Jerry. All right. I got to move here. I got to move. A lot to get to. Um, Let's adjust. Jesse Smollett is about what? Three, (laughs) not even a week into his uh, hard time he's doing in the Cook County Jail. Not big boy prison, Cook County Jail which uh, uh, I guess the food sucks. We learned that from the Blues Brothers a few years ago. But uh, he whined and bitched and complained and, 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 and made a big deal when he was sentenced, talking about how, how he uh, is not going to hurt himself. He's not suicidal. And I said, I believe him. He's not suicidal. He's in love with himself. Mm-hmm. He's always performing. Not everything is a, is a scene from a show. That's what he's always on stage. He's always performing. I think what he's really disappointed in is all the people who supported him. They, they scurried, you know, they like rats off a sinking ship. They like cockroaches when the light turns on Kamala, Joe Biden, you know, all the, the Hollywood people, Lori Lightfoot turned on him. Uh, and he thought, he thought for some reason they would support him. The only people supporting him are his brothers and sisters. And they're all saying how hard it is for Jesse in jail. First of all, He's in solitary. That's where he belongs. I mean, I know he wants to pretend that he's going to get beaten up again or raped or something. I know he was plotting and planning another hoax, but he can't do it if he's in solitary. Plus, he's in uh, this, what do they call it? Not suicide watch. He's on uh, some, uh, what does brother say? Uh, I forget. Do, do you have the brother? Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's listen to the brother complaining. And you just feel like saying, Shut up. He's got to do 75 days if he behaves himself. I mean, that's two and a half months. This guy should be doing 10 years yeah. when you consider what his goal was. His goal was to convict a couple of, you know, if they could find, you know, innocent white guys and blame it on them. It's love to see them go away. If they were people burning storefronts and looting neighborhoods on his behalf, if they believed him, he'd be okay with that. He wanted he wanted to fan the flames of a race war. That was his goal. He failed. But consider what would have happened to this country if he succeeded. He should be absolutely doing a couple of years of hard time, not little boy county jail stuff in, in solitary. We can sit there and, you know, for two and a half months and just bide your time. But he can't do it. He's such an egomaniac. It's such a drama queen that he's whining and bitching about the treatment in in Cook County Jail, but this is his brother on his, his brother, Jacoy, Jacoy, talking about uh, Jesse's treatment on uh, Jesse's Instagram. Go ahead. So Jesse is currently in the psych ward um, at Cook County Jail. It's, what's very concerning is that there was a note attached to his paperwork today and put on the front of his um, jail cell saying that he's at risk of self-harm. I want to just make it clear to folks that he is in no way, shape, or form at risk of self-harm. Um, and he wants to let folks know that, that he is, and he is very stable. He is very strong. He is very healthy and ready to take on 
the challenge that ultimately has been put up against them. Um, this is not right. This is this is completely lack of justice. It's it's angering. It's an outrage. But he ultimately knows what he needs to do. So we want to make sure that folks understand that, you know, whatever whatever inside Cook County Jail they may what assumptions they be may be making. I don't know why they even have them in a psych ward. What's what what is he complaining about? I don't know. Well, what are, I mean, what's wrong with a psych ward? Isn't it better than being in you know general population? If you're a a a, a celebrity like Jesse, a liar, a, a, a fraud like Jesse, wouldn't he be facing you know harassment if not outright physical harm? Yeah, isn't a psych ward and solitary what you'd want if you're only doing seventy five days? I mean, you're not looking for love. Are you, you're not looking for companionship. God, these people are insufferable. And I realize it's hard to be hard to be Jesse's family. Cause you know, he's lying, you know, he's guilty, but you got to pretend, but just shut up. At some point, this guy has to shut up and do his time. Doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. God, I'm, 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 I'm just, I just feel like you're, you know, at some point you're like, he's been five to five days. He's been in jail for yeah. five days, five days. And Whoever said he was suicidal, he's the one that made that up. And who cares if he's a jeopardy of self-harm? They got him under control. They're watching him. They're protecting him from himself. Maybe you should have done that there, big brother or little brother or whatever you are, Jikoy. He's you fraud. He's definitely but, he's definitely not suicidal. That was all an act. I was talking to uh, Blind Mike yesterday, and he said that his acting in that moment was so good it made him want to watch him in a courtroom documentary or, right. or drama. That's, I mean. that's what it was. I mean, it was a performance. <laughs> right. Everything's a performance. See, you don't think he's going to get work when he gets out. I do. I do. I mean, Nick Cannon got work after saying that white people are inferior. White people are savages. Got suspended for like a month. Uh, if you're, you know, a good social justice warrior, a good crazy liberal, there's always jobs for you. Which brings us smooth. What a transition that was. Which brings us to Bamani Jones. <laughs> Bamani Jones, if you're not aware, he's an ESPN guy who has failed at literally every medium, uh, TV, radio, writing. He just doesn't draw an audience. Uh, are you, do you want me to read these these, these texts you put? Putting up there. It's an option if you see it. Uh, Mark says, it's almost like uh, the Jesse crew wanted something to happen so they could say, there's no question. They want, that's why the, the, the beauty of the predicament Jesse's in is if he were in general population, he would say someone took a swing at him. Someone beat him up. Someone had a racial slur, a homophobic slur. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants. He lives to be the victim. And since he's in a psych ward being watched and he's in solitary, he's got nothing. He can't say, you know, they, they beat me up. They harassed me. They, they called me a bad, a, a nasty name. They've put him in the worst possible predicament. He doesn't have any way to play the victim. None. So that's a, uh, that is a good point. Uh, he'll try. I mean, they're going to try. You watch, there'll be something else, you know, they'll say, but he got death threats. He got death threats in on, on social media. He got death threats in the mail or whatever. Um, but uh, let's get to, uh, let's get to, let's get to Bamani Jones. Cause this story is funny. Bamani Jones is a, a, just a disaster. Um, just a, a failure in so many ways. And uh, I mean, if you're paying attention, you know, this is typical ESPN. They don't care that he has no audience. They just keep promoting him. It keeps falling up. Because he's a 
good, hardcore lefty who uh, loves Colin Kaepernick, you know, hates Tom Brady, all the usual requirements to be gainfully employed at ESPN. Now, that's one thing that he just, you know, he got uh, Bobby Burek chronicles this whole thing on uh, on OutKick. Uh, but uh, let's, let's uh, uh, let me find out. Uh, ESPN tried to make him a radio star. Uh, but Jones is not good on radio. His program drew the lowest ratings in ESPN radio history. <laughs> when he had his own Monday to Friday radio show, they lost over 90 affiliates, and ESPN finally canceled his show. Still, Jones' historic failures didn't stop ESPN from shoving him down our throat. Soon afterwards, he had a TV show with Pablo Torre called High Noon and a contract worth $2 million a year. I'm telling you, kids, you're still young, Craig. Let me just tell you, go woke, go woke, get woke. If you want to make it in the sports media business, do what Jamel Hill has done. Do what uh, Bill Simmons has done. Do what uh, Bomani Jones. Just, you know, say, repeat after me. Ready? Yep. Kaepernick was blackballed because the NFL owners are all racist. Brian Flores was right. They don't hire, well, they they do, but, uh, you know, that all the owners are racists. There's uh, no opportunity out there for, for uh, uh, people of color in, in professional sports. Just keep saying that yeah. over and over again. That, and right? I also, I also hate my parents for not giving me the option to be a male or female or, <laughs> or my race. You still have an option here. Don't, <laughs> that's, don't, the, that's true. Uh, we'll get to Leah Thomas is in the pool today, by the way, Leah Thomas is going to beat up on the girls today, and someone on ESPN will say how wonderful it is. You watch. Back to Bamani Jones. They, they had the show High Noon. They gave him $2 million a year. It was on at noon. It failed miserably. They, it says ESPN tried to prop up Bamani Jones by having him follow Stephen A. Smith's show. You know, that's how it works. You get a little right. boost from the show before you. Didn't work. They uh, lost 50% of the audience from Stephen A. Smith's show when they went to high noon. They moved it to 4 p.m., thinking it would lead into, you know, like PTI and the other afternoon shows. It failed again. The, the, the ratings were so bad, ESPN canceled high noon altogether. When it failed to rank in their top, in cable TV's top 150 programs, mm-hmm. you realize how bad you have to be to have the power of ESPN behind you? And you get these great time slots and you can't draw an audience. Um, they, the, so they dumped that show high noon. Uh, let me find out. Uh, the, the, um, Jones told uh, GQ the problem was they didn't have any chemistry between Pablo Torre and him. Uh, let's see. What does he do next? Uh, this is. Uh, they show. want to prove they want to prove they're not racist. ESPN says Bobby Burick. So they promote a host, you know, just to keep him going. He gets a gig on HBO. <laughs> gets his own show on HBO, which is you know that's Bill Maher, John Oliver territory. His own show on HBO. So it's called what's it called Game Theory. What the hell does that even mean? Game yeah. Theory. I don't know. I feel they like that changed show. since the last time we talked about it. Actually. Uh, if it airs directly following last week tonight with John Oliver, who sucks, but he's big with the young, you know, woke crowd and he gets decent numbers on Sunday night, Sunday night, correct? Sunday night. 
Uh, all over John Oliver drew 664,000 viewers. That sounds, I mean, honest to God, that's like one sixth of Tucker Carlson or, or, uh, you know, Sean Hannity one fifth. Yeah. But anyway, John Oliver gets 664,000 viewers, but Monty Jones in his debut, which promoted like hell got 153,000. Oh, he lost in the time it takes to go from one show to the next. Don't forget it's HBO. There's no commercials really some promos. He lost 511,000 of the people who were watching John Oliver shut it off wow. before J- Pomani Jones, a 77% drop in viewership. It is amazing. It, it, it's just, you know what's going to happen? HBO is going to dump him and the, he'll get a show on uh, Peacock or CNN Plus. He's like Jamel Hill. He just keeps falling up. It's amazing how many tries, how many chances you get when you're woke. And by the way, if you think he's not controversially safe. He was on Dan Lebertard's podcast a couple of weeks ago and they asked what the problem is with the NFL. And he said, white people, you can find that, find that cut white people flat out. What's the problem with the NFL? White people and Lebertard, of course, another woke guy who just constantly just gets raises and new jobs because he's good. And more. he laughs. Oh, it's funny. White people, the problem with the NFL, that guy just keeps getting hired and just keeps failing. That's the problem. But uh, let's get to a couple more. Uh, let me do Shay. Let's throw Shay in here. Let's do Shay, and then we'll get to. Uh, we gotta get to Mitt. Speaking of frauds, I gotta I gotta rant on Mitt again. God, I hate Mitt. And uh, we'll give an update on World War Three. Should be starting anytime now. But let's do Shay. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020. Shea set a new company record when they man- manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes designs and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. I, um, yesterday, the Senate took a vote on um, masking, mask mandates on planes. It has to go to the House. We still got to wear, you know, these virtue signaling devices on planes. The Senate took a vote. It went down in flames, which is very encouraging. I think it was 56, 57 votes to get rid of the masks and 40, whatever, to uh, keep them. Of course, all our elected representatives in Massachusetts continue to embarrass us. And some of our former elected representatives, the only Republican to vote. Hold on, hold on. We'll get we, yeah. I mean, the only Republican to vote to keep masks on planes. Uh, I mean, it, he failed, but uh, Mitt voted with the Democrats to keep masking you on planes. Then they had a vote to, for mask mandates on toddlers on toddlers, two-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Is it constitutional? Miss vote, Mitt voted to continue to mask toddlers. It's a bill introduced by Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul. And Mitt 
I don't know what he's doing now. I think he's just punking us all. I mean, I, I hate the man. Just about every conservative hates him because he's such a virtue signal and fraud. Uh, but um, this is extreme. I mean, what supporter of his in Utah wants to continue masking children? It just seems like he's defying his own constituents to stick it to the man or to stick it to uh you know the the these detractors in uh in on the right in the media and in, in in congress but uh that was mid yesterday today he'll do something else and today it'll be uh, i mean his his goal now is to be you know the the pariah to be the 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 outlier although he is you know calling for war of course um but anyway uh let's get to uh the update on um, our situation. No, no big deal. We just have a uh, Volodymyr Zelensky going before Congress this morning and asking for help. You're going to have more Congress people, more senators saying, let's do the no fly zone. Most of them are as dumb as Congresswoman Nancy Grace, a really disappointing Republican who called for a no fly zone and admitted she doesn't know what it means. Now it means world war three. It means war with our nuclear powered Russia, but she didn't care. She sounds cool. No fly zone. Yeah, let's do one. If that's some idiot on TV, if that's Joy Reid or Joy Behar, that's one thing. That's a congresswoman saying, yeah, I want to know fly zone. I just don't know what it means. You're going to get more of that after today, after Zelensky just spoke. Um, and you're going to get our president going to Brussels. First of all, I, I said this the other day, I think I said on Monday, you're looking for ideas. It seems like a tough spot. We don't want a no-fly zone. We don't want to give them these MIGs because, you know, it'll be a provocation. I got an idea. It, it wouldn't work, and it's unfeasible for obvious reasons, but we just had Kamala Harris, who's just, just so bad, so bad at this, in Poland and Romania, talking about, you know, our NATO ally, Ukraine. She's so dumb and so unprepared. She thinks Ukraine's in NATO. She makes matters worse. Why does the president go there? Why the vice president? This is a dire situation. Again, the worst situation, uh, predicament since World War II. People are you know, dying every day. Civilians are blowing up maternity wards. Why can't the president get on Air Force One, take a freaking nap, eat some ice cream on the flight, get there, and act like a leader, act like the situation is, is urgent. He's going to Brussels in eight days. I mean, how many apartment buildings, how many schools are going to get blown up in the next eight days if, if Putin keeps up this pace of, of savagery? Why doesn't the president go there now? What, what, what's the argument against sending that empty shell of a president, putting him on a plane, by the way, you don't send the president anyway. He's the president. He goes there. He decides he goes there. They say we're sending the president. No, you don't send him. He's in charge. I realize not how it works with this buffoon, but why isn't he there now? What's Why wait eight days? God, that seems so unpresidential. That is just the a lack of leadership. It's really disappointing. They probably but, think that it'll look worse than uh, she does. You know what? Uh, uh, that's a good question. I guess with her, there's always that 
qualifier that she's just a vice president and she's a, a, a an affirmative action hire. He admitted it. He wanted a black woman. He got a black woman. He didn't pick the best black woman. In fact, he picked the worst black woman that was on that list. But anyway, we know why she's there and you can kind of dismiss it. Like when she says stupid things, like she always does, you know, perhaps the worst was giggling in Ukraine, uh, giggling in uh, Poland. She giggled when she cracked up laughing at that press conference because they asked a question about the American economy and American inflation and American gas prices. And she deferred to the president of Poland. Right. And he looked at her like, what am I supposed to say? And then she started cracking up laughing. It was uncomfortable. It was dumb, embarrassing for the country. But Biden goes to Brussels in eight days. And the whole time you're going to hold your breath. If you're an American say, please just don't humiliate the country too badly. Here's what he did yesterday in 14 minutes. He had a 14 minute, um, a 14 minute speech. Well, I don't know speech wasn't, I mean, you can't call them press conferences cause he doesn't take questions. And when he does, they're all, you know, rigged and uh, you know, he, he, then he turns and runs. But uh, I just want to give you the rundown. In 14 minutes, Biden announced he has COVID. He does not. Said Kamala's the first lady. Called Doug Emhoff the second lady. <laughs> forgot, <laughs> forgot his UN ambassador's name and forgot what state his energy secretary was the governor of. That's in 14 minutes. Do we have uh, any of this? Because uh, the whole thing was just a disaster, as it often is with Dementia Joe. But let's listen to a little bit. Stage, but... That's enough, too. Look at the stage. But there's been a little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the first lady's husband uh, contracting COVID. But uh, look at this room and what you see. Pardon? That's right. She's fine. It's me. That's not together. The second lady, the first gentleman... How about that? Okay. He's not, he's not that either. I mean, honest to God, if you weren't watching that, he says the first lady's husband got COVID. That would be him. It's not him. And someone has to actually correct them. Then they all, then they all fake laugh and pretend it was a joke. Then he wanders away from the podium off the mic and off the teleprompter and starts babbling something incoherently and then goes back to more gaffes. He said the smartest that, thing he's ever said. He said, I'm not all together. <laughs> That's the president of the United States as we are on the brink of world war. I can't think of a less reassuring uh, visual or, or person or appearance than this man. As you're sitting there, it's all in one big news report, you know, war, you got buildings, you got destroyed cities of Maripol just flattened. You got dead civilians, you got dead reporters dead media people. And then you go to the president and the first lady, the first lady's husband and the second gentleman and that lady over that guy, he's got COVID off the mic, back on the mic, rambling over here, looking over there. It's honest to God. You wouldn't let him, you know, deliver your mail. You wouldn't let him walk your dog. You'd be afraid he'd lose his way and not be able to find his way home. He's got the most important job in the world. If he were a fireman, he would have been forced to retire like 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. But he's president, so it's okay. And by the way, we don't have time for it, but 
there's a Nancy Pelosi press mm-hmm. uh, appearance yesterday that's among the worst you'll ever see. I don't know if she's drunk. They always accuse her of being drunk. She's old. She's not lucid. She's rambling on about how she wants to take out the tank convoy. And she's got the finger guns going. I'd like to take the convoy. No, no more 80-year-olds. Okay, that's my rule next election, November. No more. Same rule I would have if I were, you know, in charge of the Red Sox play-by-play. I'd say no more 80-year-olds. Enough with the 80-year-olds. No more press conferences with wine-stained lips either. Oh, I mean, I don't, again, if she's drunk, that's one thing. It's worse if she's not. I know. If she's not, if she's just in the throes of dementia, she's 81. It's not the kind of, you're not supposed to have people that old making important decisions that affect the whole world. God, we got to stop with this nonsense. We just went through two years of Fauci. And now we have Pelosi and, and Biden up there and Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer, these old wrinkly old fossils making decisions that affect us all. It is frightening, frightening, frightening time. But all right, I'll let you, uh, you you can jam in a little Bamani when we're done here, but uh, that will do it for today. Uh, We will uh, keep you updated. I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch the whole speech and uh, the reaction to it. Like I said, boy, his t-shirts are getting tighter. I don't know, man. Someone's got to get him like a golf shirt or something. Tight T-shirt every day, same color. That's important, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're making, uh, they're reacting now. All the all the uh, Congress people, all the senators are reacting to the speech. I'm promising you some are going to call for war. We got to resist it. We got to fight it. We can't give in to the emotion of the moment. But we will see how that goes. Uh, again, read up on uh, Monica Collins. Grant, read up, read Turtle Boy, read Howie, read the indictment. It's incredible. What a grifter, what a criminal. And somebody out there, maybe not just Turtle Boy, maybe someone could find out for sure who the Massachusetts media outlet that gave her 75 G's. We need to know who that is. I assume it's the Globe. I need confirmation. Let's get it. But uh, I will leave it there for today. Thanks to everybody for watching, listening, and texting. Thank you to uh, Craig Ironhead for producing. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. What changes here, Bo? What has to change? What can change? What won't change? White people. (laughs) Like, I just don't know why people try to make this far more complex than it is. What's the problem? White people. Now, not every single individual white person. No. But in the macro and the aggregate, who are the ones that are making these decisions? White people. Who are the ones that won't change their decision-making? White people. Who are the ones that only do anything in a different way when it comes to these matters at the threat of litigation? White people. So the, I need to ask y'all, what is it that can change? Y'all the ones that know these white people. Y'all the ones that be hanging out with these white people. Y'all the ones that know the ones that pretend to be such good people and then make all the same decisions as everybody else. So I don't have that answer there. What changes?